Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life. Hey you guys. Tonight's topics? Um, supportive spouses. Yeah. How to deal with not being able to enforce custody orders. Setting boundaries with a difficult bio parent. And then we have an anonymous ask about jealousy when it comes to how involved grandparents are oh. with the kids. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That's that. Well, where are we going to start? How is your social distancing going? I feel like we should have bubbles <laughs> around us. <laughs> We're not six feet apart. I know. Um, well, for me, life hasn't changed too much. If, I'm if still anything, working. It's gotten a little crazier. Yeah, I feel like even more has gotten added to my plate. I work and then have to deal with when my kids are with us, have to deal with the homeschooling aspect now that is now put on our plates. Right. Um, and that's really hard to navigate. It isn't the so it isn't the content. Like I'm not actually teaching like my nine year old content. It is having <laughs> her navigate different websites and how to open different programs and how to turn in her work and how to connect to a video chat and all I'm the sure things all of you understand this it's like life has changed the parent my thought on it was like teachers well you, you but you kind of had like a rebuttal for it i'm like teachers aren't teaching anymore so shouldn't we as parents get paid because well, we are teaching our kids now like we're homeschooling them yeah but that's not entirely fair i have teacher fr- a lot of teacher friends and they are still working from home, right? right? They're creating curriculum from nothing. This didn't exist. So they're having to set up their Google Classrooms at home, fill it with their own content. So they're still working set just up as hard video chats or with their students. Right. They're getting constantly emailed questions, works getting turned in every day. Yeah. And so teachers are now home with their own kids having to homeschool and be there for their own kids and teach an entire class. Yeah. And so I um, I was kind of flippant when I said that, but they, you know, my heart goes out to the teachers right now who don't have, everyone who's working and has to do homeschooling on top of it right now, um, it's really, really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So, and for everyone and all the, all the working parents who, are staying home, especially if you have those blended families that your kids are half with you, half not with you, or with you part of the time and not 
part of the time, I feel like it complicates things because you can't really get in a groove. You can't get in a rhythm of, and neither can the kids, of how they're going to work and how their school workflow goes. And there's there's none of that structure that you always like to talk about. You know, yeah. it just, it it's really hard. And then right when, I feel like when everyone gets right into the structure mode, it's either going to become summertime and then they're never going to have to do this again yeah. or they're just going to go back to school and never have to do this again. So it's kind of a weird thing. Yes. I know my daughter, she's super social, so she hates homeschooling. So that makes it even harder right. because she just wants to talk to her friends and see her friends. And um, she just, this is not for her. Um, I think both of our boys are pretty independent and they're like, whatever. Um, they can get their homework done in like two hours. And right. So they're, they're good to go. Um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing to navigate for sure. The other thing about blended families that is I'm out of the house every day for work during the weekdays right. still. But I feel for the blended families who have no escape, who are, you all know, and then our, all the kids, time. our kids have their own rooms or own areas in the house. So um, my nephew checked in with me. And he, Mark, yeah. and he was like, how are the kids doing? Have they killed each other yet? <laughs> you all know they haven't seen each other. <laughs> they haven't seen each other. They're all in their own corners yeah. doing their own things. And right. um, so our blended family is kind of unique like that, I guess. It's a blessing and a curse as everything is. But um, for the families who are having difficult step parenting situations and yeah. they're not able to escape it, they can't go get a drink or a coffee with their f- girlfriends. Right. And, you know, Zooming's great. Yes. I'm going to be doing Zooming with my brunch girls this my weekend. My friend just actually invested a lot of stock into Zoom because he's like, yeah, it's a big up and coming thing. And I totally agree. And while you're yeah. kicking our iPad around, hi, Cindy, and welcome, Janelle. It's her first time live with us. Hey, so Janelle. we're very excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we're, I'm going to zoom with my girlfriends this weekend. Um, why but, don't we just take it a step further and Zumba? Ah, uh, we might do a little dance. Online Zumba? Yeah. So I, I belong Zumba's to this. still a thing? Yes. I belong to the, there's, <laughs> there's Zoom Zumba classes actually. Wow. Because a lot of people are having to exercise at honey, home. I'll, so like honey, our, I'll be back later. I'm going to go Zoom Zoom. Cause technically it's a boom, Zoom boom. and a Zumba. Oh my gosh. So it's two Zooms. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I belong to a, a group of girls. We go to brunch, you know, four times a year, quarterly. And so Sunday's our brunch day. So we've all decided at 10 a.m. on our brunch day, we're going to sit down with, like, food and drink and just catch up. Yeah. But it, what's <laughs> no interesting um, is, like, you can't even have a quiet space in your house to talk real talk like you kind of got to be careful what you're saying yeah but like, we're not going to have kids this weekend so you can talk however you need to i mean i'll true. be here but i might leave and just go to the lake or something <laughs> quarantine <laughs> but, myself um no but like for struggling stepmoms or struggling parents or you know you it's not easy to be around your kids all the time it's not easy to be around your stepkids all the time um you need a break and so it's helpful to be able to have a safe space to share your thoughts and feelings about that. And that's okay. You have to be able to discuss the struggle, but a lot of parents can't even do that right now on zoom or on the phone. Sonia wants to know what what zoom is. So zoom is a, you can look it up on Google. 
the Google or whatever internet um, browser you use, but basically it's like video chat. It is. That's exactly it's, what it is. And so you can have but as many people. Yeah. So you, it's through email. You have to sign up through your email and connect through. You, you can actually connect just by your telephone too. Right. There'll be different ways. You could probably connect through telephone, email, yeah. any type of, you know, like probably even Facebook will let you I connect. think so. I've never done it. This Sunday, honestly, is my first set time. It up sooner than later. I did. I, I, I registered oh, okay. today and I set up a meeting time and it has its own link. And then I sent Send that to link everyone. to everyone. Perfect. And so everyone at 10 a.m. who wants to join in on the video chat will be able to click on that link. And then we'll have our computer screens showing everyone on it, and we'll be able and to drink and chat. And all the kids are chat. using this for class these days. I know my son uses it in the mornings, and does your daughter use it too? No. They use a different host? Yeah, they Anyways. use it through Google Classroom yeah. or something. Okay. I'm but not I know, sure. I know, a lot of, I know a lot of families are using it right now for classrooms for their kids. Yeah, or so if you're a blended family are. and you're deciding to keep your child in, another, in the other home... You know, or vice versa, you have the child and they're not able to see their other family. Um, please let them video chat, you know, daily even. Once a day, I don't think is unreasonable to be able to sit down or every other day. Um, and let them just have some good FaceTime. It, it's better to see faces than just hear voices. You need to see that yeah, love in your parents' eyes or whatever. Or anger. <laughs> Discipline your kids. I don't know. Um, anyway, so... Social distancing. Yeah. I don't like people, so I'm happy to not. <laughs> I like my friends. I like my chosen tribe, whatever, but I don't love people, so I'm happy <laughs> not to drive around and be, you know, in it Yeah, all. You just went to the store and there was like, well, you went to CVS. I went to CVS. There was, there no, was no one, there. one said, in there. I was the only well, I mean, there was a cashier and another worker. Yeah. Um, it's a ghost town and gloves and masks, and it's really odd to see out there. But um, I'm happy for a slower life. I don't feel like my life is slow right now. Not at all. But I'm happy for a simpler life. I'm happy for the lessons that hey, are going to come out of this. There's Scotty. I was just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking zoom, about zoom. zoom the other day. Yeah. He, he invested quite a bit into... He feels like it's the way of the future. And I agree with you on this. Like, I think that it's, it is, it's an, it's an awesome market. And I think a lot of people, especially in this time, mm -hmm. they're going to see a lot of value yeah. in something like this. And I think also when it's time for everyone to go back to work, they're going to remember the value in this and workplaces might simplify quite a bit. I hope so. so. Less plane rides to, to different states just have a Zoom conference. Zoom's used a lot. Or business already. Um, I just think, you know, people are getting creative now um, and trying to figure out how to connect with people. So that's that. Yeah. So How's your social distancing going? I didn't ask you. Um, I mean, I'm kind of socially distant usually, but I'm helping out a lot at church right now, filming all of the services and worships and midweek worships. And so that's kind of like my one time a week where I get to like go hang out with people kind of, but you're such a rebel. I'm such a rebel, but we're a small group and we're kind of all in our own areas. We're not yeah. like on top of each other hanging out like, you know, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh yeah. All right. Big room to fill. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about supportive or not supportive spouses. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to read, you know, these topics, you guys, um, in case you don't know, I'm sure if you've listened to us before, you're sick of me hearing it or saying it, but we have a a support group on Facebook, um, Blended Life Support Group, that you can join. And so I had asked everyone in that support group um, for ideas or if they had any topic suggestions or questions that they had for this week's podcast. I got so many um, so thank you to everyone Which is awesome. who like, reached thank out. Thank you guys. That's way cool. We can't even cover everything this no, week. No, but you, you know what? We can't cover it all today. We will though. But we had talked about, we can cover some today. If you guys have suggestions and comments or whatever, but there's stuff you guys want to talk about, Julie and I are talking about maybe this weekend or certain weekends doing longer um, YouTube only, um, just going live on YouTube and talking with you guys and interacting more um, on your agenda versus stuff that we're, I mean, I feel like a lot of it, we're interacting with them and their questions, but we're going to basically turn on the camera with no agenda whatsoever <laughs> and just to interact with you guys and chat with you guys. So if you think yeah. that's something you want to get in on, get to our YouTube page. If you're not already there, subscribe, ring that notification bell. And we'd love to just connect with you guys and just spend, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday afternoon sometime with you guys and hear what you guys have to say and your thoughts on stuff and input on stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. It'll be a fun environment. I think it's only Social as distancing. good as people come to it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right. Um, okay. So supportive or not supportive spouses. Um, so I'm just going to read kind of what was talked about and then we'll, or okay. what was put out there. Right. Okay. So um, this person says, I literally was doing it all. Just recently decided to stop doing some of the things. With that, we have one child out of four that has behavior issues and hates me. This is a stepchild. Okay. Um, I'm super patient all day, but at the end of the day, I'm short-tempered. I swear if I hear, you have to be- <laughs> you have to have more patience with him. I'm going to scream. I never get a thank you or a good job. Yeah. What do you always say about being a step-parent? I don't know. What do I always say? It's a thinkless job. Um, yes, but... But, I mean, yeah. Talk, you have to have a supportive spouse. You totally do. And that's what that that's what comes into play, is having that spouse that recognizes you and recognizes not just the big things, but the little things, too. So, one thing I can say right now that all of us can do listening is just take a minute and... Think about all that your spouse does, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, all the big things that they always do, but just the little things that make life easier for you. I mean, as simple as waking up in the morning and packing lunch for the little kids, you know, and getting the kids to school on time. And, you know, there's things that doing the laundry, There's just, there's so much, there's so much. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. If you guys think about it, like, even if you think, (laughs) even if you think the least about your spouse, there's something good there. Like find the good in your spouse always, because even if you guys are butting heads and disagreeing and not getting along with one another, you can always find something good. I feel like in your spouse. Yeah. And I just, I think too, and I've always said this. I think that biological parents in the home have this 
I mean, they love their kid unconditionally, right? It's just natural. Right. It's it's unconditional. Their poopy diapers don't really bug them. The what throw up mine? doesn't bug them. You know, I think that bio parents just have that naturally. And I think that when you get remarried to somebody, whether it's intentional or whether it, you even, I think there's this hope or expectation that your spouse is also going to love your child unconditionally. Be equipped to have that same patience that you have. We have different, I have a very different patient level with my son than you have with my son. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's natural. Or or what I, my point is, I think there's a tremendous amount of unrealistic and kind of unreasonable expectation on step parents to be embraced and embrace the kids the way that the biological parent does. And I think that that's where step parents get taken for granted or a lot of like, Frustrations from the bio parents yeah, towards hurt, the step parents lay. Or, yeah. And I just think that there needs to be a little bit more grace, you know, extended to the step parent from the biological parent. And you should never take your spouse for granted, whether they're a step parent or you're a natural family and you share all your kids. Um, I think that's a very dangerous game spouses start to play is just taking each other for granted. Right. And I think that are granted. And um, I would just tell everyone to be super careful of that. I did write questions down that I thought would be helpful for this. Okay. Um, what is the expectation of support? It, like what level of support is expected from a step parent if they adamantly disagree with the way you're parenting your own child? Hmm. Well... Because I also think there's that, right? Like a biological parent takes a lead in parenting and they expect the step parent to support the parenting, even if it's bad parenting. Right. You know, even bad parenting. Yeah, they always expect them to be a ride or die. Like you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always agree with me. And, and I'm just asking, I'm posing that question. Like, is the expectation in your blended family and your marriage that even if there's bad parenting going on by the biological parent, that there is an expectation of support there. Right. What do you think about that? Well, that's kind of a conversation that you need to have with your spouse, obviously, before it gets to that point. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with your spouse not really calling you out, but letting you know if they see you not doing something the way that maybe they necessarily wouldn't do it or they don't see fit because I feel like that's how you, that's how you grow. That's how you learn is by um, opening your eyes to other ways of doing things and seeing things from different points of views and, you know, just having a well-rounded vision on things. So if parenting is one of those things that we need to be, uh, we need to have our eyes open to, then it's kind of our spouse's place to open our eyes to that. That's true. But I think that a lot of bio parents, step parents can't get on the same page because they simply don't agree in what's right. Right. And in that case, like, I think that step parents get 
it's hard for step parents because bio parents kind of get carte blanche at the end of the day. And we're not, we're all that we're both step parents, but step parents in general are kind of expected to just like get on board, you know, like, sorry, you don't agree with this, but this is what's happening. Right. And that's a really hard place to exist in, in a family. Yeah. Because now you're living in it as a step parent. But I think that every blended family deals with this. Maybe to yeah, maybe to an extent. Although some blended families deal with that better than others. Sure. Uh, others, you know, you have to swallow a little bit of sand, as you would say. But I feel like some recognize that or are on the page quicker and just align better, and it just it doesn't have as much of an issue or problem as your average family or the the person who wrote this in. Yeah. But I think that you just, I think that said person and people who find themselves in that, I think that bio parents who are going to be carte blanche and just do what they're going to do regardless need to understand and be okay with that they're not going to get the support. Like they might not get berated and nagged about it and fought with about it. And it may not always be an issue, but they're probably not going to be invested, engaged, excited, you know, that's what you mean by support, right? Support is like you are there with them in that moment. And so I think that expectations need to be realistic and not so high in the sky and unrealistic. I think that just sets people up for failure and to feel bad. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, if that, yeah, every family's a little different like that, but. Yeah. My other question was you need to understand what support looks like. So wives, what support looks like to your husband is probably very different than what support looks like to you. Like what you, what you feel, what you feel you need to feel supported is probably different than what your husband needs to feel supported. So I think those are conversations you have to have in your marriage too. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That all comes down again to communication. Yeah. Like you need to communicate what you need. And sometimes you don't know it at the time, but if you recognize it later, mm-hmm. come back and be like, look, in this situation, this is what I need from you and have a good conversation about it. And over time, you're both going to learn from it. You're going to learn communication better and you're going to learn to listen to one another better, but you're going to learn to support one another better as life goes on. And you're also going to learn to agree to disagree. Right. And I think that's a really important tool in marriage because you are different people, you're different sexes, maybe. Um, and it's okay sometimes to agree to disagree and to realize, recognize and realize that the other person may not just be supportive of this, but it doesn't have to ruin the family dynamic. It doesn't have to ruin your marriage. It doesn't have to ruin your relationship with your stepkids. You know, you can just be true to who you are and move on. And still be present and kind and show up for the family without having to be, like, gung-ho. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Say. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to wear t-shirts with your family's faces on them. Yeah, you can just, you can be present and be kind without having to be engaged in a process that you don't agree with. Yeah. I guess that's my point. Oh, yeah, maybe that you don't agree with. But I think engaging is something that you always need to do. Whether it's the happiest situation or the unhappiest situation, I think engaging with your family only softens that. Uh, so if yeah, your stepkid sure. doesn't like you, 
doesn't mean that you disengage and you just blow them off. Like you, I'm just still. Talk- I, oh, uh, sorry. That's what that's what I got out of it. What do no, you mean? I'm talking about in regards to being supportive spouse. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, if you're oh. not agreeing with a parenting style or what's being done, and the bio parent has said tough. Yeah, and they just don't have let this. it ruin everything. No, but you can also. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay not to engage in things that you don't agree with. Of course, of course. You know, or yeah. Anyway, that. But yeah, yes, unless, I mean, I, that's, that's different than like you're being in relationship with your stepchild. That's not what we're talking right. about. Right, uh, but uh, if you, yeah, yeah, you're completely correct. If you just are there and just you know step back from it because you're not agreeing, unless it gets to a point to where you're like. You know, mom or dad's beating the kid, you know. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you need to. Abuse isn't okay. Right. Definitely but There's There's that. lines. But there's also, you know, if it's any type of thing that you're like, this is going to cause issues down the road. And I'm yeah. not even talking like, like even just physical abuse, mm-hmm. mental abuse. You know, there's lots of, and even, even lighter than abuse. There's things that parents and people can do that are going to affect kids later. You know, mm-hmm. that like might not health, like hygiene, all of it, like men, mental, what they're putting in their heads, you know, it's there's totally, which isn't straight out abuse, but like even manipulation right. or what's what they're allowed to listen to or say or do, you know, it. Yeah. At some point in time, if it's just not going to serve them right down the road, like right. step in, you know. Yeah. And not in between them. But step in and talk with your spouse about this. Yeah, you have a responsibility to your stepchildren to at least voice your concerns. You know, I think that is showing up for your stepkid and caring for your stepkid. But I also know when you have a bio, when both bio, bio parents, you know, when the co-parents of that kid unite and agree, that's kind of like you have, like, sorry, you're out. How many type of parents are there? There's so many. There's bio parents, grandparents, step parents, adoptive parents. Like, parents. There's so see, parents. Parenting's nuts. There takes a lot. Yes. Okay, moving on. Um, so we were asked to talk about enforcing court orders or not being able to, and having a parent who goes out of their way to be difficult to co-parent with at tox- at time and is at times toxic. And mm-hmm. I'm going to keep talking on this because we had a few people write in about this topic. All right. So then the next person says, for instance, why does bio dad, why must bio dad watch every little thing he does and make sure everything is followed to a T, but bio mom makes her own rules as she goes and then calls bio dad crazy when he gets upset. Yep. And last, <laughs> last one. So... Says, we have a bio mom who has a court order to only contact bio dad via text or email unless emergency and only talk about the kids, which I think is great. You should only be talking about the kids. Yeah, co-parenting at that point. If you guys can't get along. Court order, but you're not married anymore. So what's there left to talk about but the kids? Okay, moving on. But every couple of months she calls. And leaves five-minute emotional voicemails about how she needs an apology for what went wrong in their marriage, which ended six years ago. I don't think she needs an apology. (laughs) I think she needs therapy. (laughs) She has said that she needs him to act like she's someone 
he cared about and that he's sorry their marriage ended. She cannot find closure and blames her ex after he is remarried and moved on. It's been six years. She is called drunk at midnight just to talk and won't even acknowledge me as a stepmom and has never even said hello. When we have to drop off in person instead of just on a school day, she will not get out of the car, stare straight ahead. (laughs) We've dealt with this too. Mm -hmm. My husband or I will get out, help the kids out, and say a polite hello that is ignored. Horrible for the kids to see and makes life difficult, but after talking to two attorneys, it's really hard to prove contempt or do anything about it. We've never been unkind or gotten drawn into her drama, but her behavior and validity vote. No, I can't say it. <laughs> Vo- say it. I can't say the word. I can't see the Volali- votality. Oh, it's like, you know, why don't you spell it for all of us? <laughs> okay. You guys get what Miss I'm college saying. Grad, let's do this. <laughs> it makes it hard to co-parent and causes friction in our marriage because she is just so crazy. Would love advice on how to handle this. So, First There's thing, a lot going on So here, first guys. thing is, let's start backwards and work our way up to the top. <laughs> first thing is, don't try to prove anything. Don't try to take her to court unless there's like, we need to get rid of her as a parent because she is toxic, abusive, um, unhealthy for the kids because she's hurting them, hitting them, um, leaving them, um, anything that the court would see. But don't... You can't prove in but court. But that's what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, she's still the mom. She's still someone who, crazy or not, is the children's parent. And one day, your kids are going to realize that their mom is this way. And it's your job to help the kids, not by telling them how the mom is, but help navigate the kids and help them grow up to not be like that by setting a better example, by holding their hands and walking them through a better, healthier, cleaner path, right? Now, mom has a lot of pent-up issues that obviously stem back to their marriage and the way that it ended. And that's something that mom is going to have to get over by herself because if dad apologizes and gives mom everything she wants, Now, mom has something else to hang on to, and everything could have been better, and it turns into a bigger sob story that just leads you down this rabbit hole of just toxicness for his current relationship, his current marriage, and that's just not healthy. So, mom needs to, bio mom needs to get therapy, do whatever she needs to do, but it's not even your job to worry about it. Like, it sucks. It's a a pain that... All of this is going on and she's calling and maybe on times that you know that you guys have the kids and mom shouldn't be calling or doing anything. Maybe you block her number temporarily just here and there to stop those weekend calls and those drunken weirdness calls. Like if the kids are with you, block her call. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Because obviously the only reason to talk would be. Exactly. If it was an emergency with the kids. And if, and if it's an with emergency you, with her, you guys will find out later. You know the kids are safe and sound, right? Yeah. But, or check your voicemail once a day. Yeah. If you, you know. Well, you I mean, like- yeah. It, it, what a pain in the butt, but that's what divorce is. Divorce is not something that God created to be like just 
an everyday handout like yeah this is an awesome thing let's everyone go do this there's like, consequences there's for totally everything. consequences and we're yeah. just we originally weren't even designed for it you know we are designed to be in companionship and build marriage and build relationship so divorce i mean it happens but it's not like even though it's it's very common these days it's not just an awesome thing that should be cut clear clean and dry now granted there are some that are like that but 99% of that's us that's the exception not the rule exactly the the, mm-hmm. the other the other 99% of us mm-hmm. we've had to deal with all this garbage mm-hmm. that is hard and that's just a consequence of it mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's like parenting like parenting's Something that happens every day, but there's consequences, you know? You know, it's it's really, really frustrating. And I've seen this in your own court battles. And I have friends who um, are having court battles. And, you know, even allegations of abuse aren't recognized by the court. And so it's really hard to talk to friends who... They know their child is being abused in some way in the other home, and they feel powerless. And I don't have that experience, but watching it through others' eyes is heartbreaking. I can't imagine living with that in my own life with my own kids. Sorry. The squeaky chair. chair. (laughs) So I, you know, here's the deal. If you feel like your child's being abused and court isn't protecting them, you need to document everything. Every, you know, if there's signs of abuse, you need to take pictures. You need to call CPS. You need to call the cops. You need to talk to your kids. Document everything. Document everything. And you know, when your kids are when your kids are with you, I would hope everyone's having the conversation, regardless if there's abuse or not. Like kids need to be told it's not okay to be touched here. It's not okay to be hit or slapped. It's okay not to get a it's it's not okay to be hit, slapped, or be given a bloody nose or right. paddled in such a way that is demeaning or aggressive. Um You know, you need to, without pointing out the other parent, you know, I think you need to to teach your kids how to, that they need to respect their body and that they should have the expectation for other people, not just pointed towards the parents, but you know, they're going to date, they're going to go play with kids who are weird. You know, they need to be taught to have these expectations of self-respect of their body in all the ways. Um, and you need to model that for kids. Now you can't control the other parent. So as much as you want to jump through the phone or get out of the car and make a difference, there's not really anything you can say that's going to cause an epiphany in that, that other person's head to change You don't control the other parent in the other situation too, by pushing this abuse thing or pushing, um, you know, basically, if you're having to grasp grasp to straws to make a court case or get custody, there truly probably isn't something terrible enough there. Now, being, and I know that sounds like, 
you know, though you don't know my situation. Well, I, I totally get it because when you are in that custody battle and you can't seem to get along with the other person and no one understands it until you're in it, but you literally just hate this other person. There's no other way to describe it. You're like, they are the most awful person in the world. They're manipulating. They they do and say and um, just portray just the most evil things that you could ever talk about. Like, I totally understand that. But is it bad enough or is it mostly emotions between the adults? Like, is the is the kid truly in harm's way? Because there's been times where I've had situations like that years and years ago and now I look back and I'm like, ah, you know, like, yeah, it probably was more emotions than it actually was anything. I mean, you know, there, you're always going to have those things there that if they are bad enough that when it's happening or you know it's happening, you can call 911 and um, and they'll come help you out in this situation. Well, that's one thing. But if you are having to create stuff in order to gain custody and that's wrong. It's a, well, it's a lot of waste of time is really is like, is kind <laughs> of what my point is. Yeah. And the kids are going to see it from all sides eventually. Mm-hmm. So really just let go of the other side if you can. Yes. And you know, that's, that's, that's what this yeah. bio mom needs to do. She needs to let go. Now it's not your job to go tell her to let go. But what you do is you let go of what she's doing. You know what, if she is leaving, if she is leaving these crazy voice messages and stuff, you know, when you open up your phone, it translates it for you. If you see it's one of these, just delete it. Don't even listen to it. Don't read. Yeah. Read, read like the first couple sentences. Glance over. Yeah. And if you're like, this is just one of these things, don't get involved with this and, and get sucked on that rabbit hole and start talking with your friends about it because then all of a sudden your emotions are controlling the situation and by that time that you're reading this and dealing with this, if it's the next day, she's probably sobered up and out having a good old time. And now you're stuck in just with your this, day's ruined. Your, your spouse's day's ruined. Day is yeah, ruined. And you've got this cloud over and your kids yeah. are in the household and everyone's mad and everyone's negative. And all of a sudden she's got a foothold in your relationship and it's nothing but negativity. Just forget about her. Like, yeah. do you do right, do right by the kids and just. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I feel like every everybody thinks the other side is nuts. We are all nuts. You know, it is like I'm sure I get called nuts by my ex and his wife. The I husband think husband and the kids. <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, I would say that some things your ex has done has been crazy. Oh, for sure. Um, I think that I've some done some things, things that are crazy. I I've, think some things my my kid's stepmom has done is crazy, and my ex husband has done is you know, yeah. There are no words, so I feel like we all feel like that about each other, and so what you have to do is just put blinders on and make it very like all interactions should be factual and about the kids. You know, don't take bait. Don't give into emotion. Don't feed emotion. Don't give yourself don't be to a these masturbator. Yeah. Like don't give a piece of yourself to these people. Don't give any of your emotions. Don't give any of your thoughts beyond, hey, are we pick is, you know, can I pick Sally up from school at three? Yes, no. That's it. You know, you can't control their crazy. Um, and the second person who chimed in on the subject said, you know, talking about how 
bio dad or her husband has to follow everything to a T and then stepmom get or bio mom gets to make up her own rules. Right. I think that's pretty typical. Yeah. I think that that is in every (laughs) thing. I guess I'm just saying that not to um, say that that's not a big deal. Just know that that's very common. And so be grateful that you're married or with somebody who does the right thing choose to look at it like that and you just don't pay attention to her crazy well, a lot of like, people I think, let her be i think a lot oh, of people are know. looking to especially when it comes to like the court thing everyone's looking for a winner and a loser and in divorce and in um custody and these daily agreements everyone is looking for who wins who loses right and the fact of the matter is no one ever truly wins and no one ever truly loses. Like, like really, when it comes down to arguing about the kids and um, the custody agreement and the divorce and the divorce settlement and no one ever wins. Yeah. No one ever completely wins. No one ever completely loses. That's right. And the truth of the matter is court orders... And mediation and all that only works if you have co-parenting that works. And lots of money. Because <laughs> you, I mean, really the only thing to do if you have somebody who's refusing to follow court order is to keep going back to court. Now that's very costly. It's very emotional. It's time consuming. And you usually, no one usually truly wins. They make you go to mediation and try to figure, it's just, it's a, you circle the drain. So I think that you have to do the best with what you have um, and you pick and choose your battles. You know, I constantly am like, is this worth Am I like, I'm emotional. So at the end of the day, I'm like, am I going to go go to court over this and drag my kids into it and make this situation worse? Because in my case, it would make everything worse and it's not worth it. So some battles, I just have to die on those hills so that my kids ultimately aren't drugged through something pretty nasty that it would turn into. Um, And, you know, I think that you just kind of have to block out the crazy person that you don't like because there's lots of crazy people in the world that we don't like. Um, Wait, what did you just say? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Just kidding. Hey, Cindy said she wants to hang out with us this weekend. (laughs) Go live. <laughs> All right. Um, so not being able to enforce court orders, that is the reality of it. Yeah. Cops don't like to get involved in civil matters, right? You call the cops out. They say, you're, you're going to have to go to court over yeah, this. Yeah, don't waste their time over it unless it is a true Abuse. emergency. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there's no, what are your options? Like, what can you do to hold someone's feet to the fire? You don't have power in somebody else's home, not even over your own kids. And I think that is so fucking hard. Wow, there it is, boys and girls. But that deserved the F bomb. I was literally just thinking, like, wow, we've almost made it through a whole episode. We have more to go. We're only a topic two of four. Oh, my gosh. So I just think that, you know, there's some things that you just aren't, you're not going to be able to. And there's sometimes you just have to understand that. And you can't keep banging your head against that wall. You kind of just have to live it day by day, be better, do better, 
Be grateful that you're with somebody who is excellent and be grateful you're not with your ex anymore. Hopefully you married up or, you know, relationshiped up. If you didn't, I'm sorry. That sucks for you. Moving on. (laughs) Why'd you look at me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Setting boundaries when dealing with a difficult bio parent. And so more specifically, and I'm glad that they asked for this, because obviously setting boundaries with a difficult bio parent, we've talked about that a lot, but like why is that important? How do you do it and the goal of doing so? So why is setting boundaries when dealing with a difficult X important? Like, So there's why? expectations. Like everyone knows, you know, like when you go to play a game, you know what the rules are. Those are your boundaries, you know, basically knowing what's okay, what's not okay. And that way you don't catch someone off guard when, you know, you shut down a conversation because it's, not on topic or it's not appropriate, you know, for the topic. Um, If you have those boundaries set in place, it's a lot easier to co-parent and have understanding and everyone understands the rules. And um, another thing is when when you are setting boundaries and uh, these rules, expect for the other person to set boundaries and rules too on their own terms. So if you're setting boundaries and rules, you can't be offended when the other person is setting boundaries and rules. Yeah. And I think that the main purpose, like the why for me would just be, it protects you and it protects your kids. You know, it protects you from being baited and sucked into something that is going to be distraughting, you know? And I think it protects your kids from seeing or having to deal with like an upset parent or a distraught parent or, you know, taking your anger out and misplacing it on your kids about their their father or mother. Um, and I think it just protects you and your kids. And I think that is the biggest why you need to set boundaries um, for your, the other bio parent. Whether they're difficult or not, you should do that. Yeah. Um, how do you set boundaries? Well, you kind of do it as you go along. And communication. It's really like you don't want to communicate with people anymore, you know, these people anymore. But part of boundaries and um, getting results is communication. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to sit there and have an hour-long conversation of what these boundaries are going to look like. But as you cross bridges, you know, draw out those boundaries. Be like, yeah. Look, I'm okay with this. Um but I'm not okay with this and, and talk about them as you go. And, and just because you set a boundary and it's in your mind, if you don't communicate it to the other person, they're not going to know that this boundary is there. So if you Mm -hmm. have a boundary or an expectation, communicate that. And be, you don't, don't be emotional when you communicate it, you know, be pretty cut and dry, be pretty to the point. It doesn't need a long backstory of why you feel this way. Or what you're going to do if you don't get what you're asking for, right? Like, I would just put it out there and let it ride and stick to it. Um, we get too wordy. We get too like, will you hurt me? And I'm not going to take this anymore. And I'm so sick of you calling me names. And I'm so sick, you know. Or we're like, if you call me that one more time or you come over to my house and announce, I'm going to call the cops. Like, yeah. that is not a way to set boundaries. 
setting boundaries. I had to set one tonight. And it was basically, I told my ex, I said, I am not okay with our son graduating a year early. Period. I didn't even tell him why. I didn't tell him that I thought he was wrong. I didn't. I just saying, I'm letting you know, I'm not okay with that. Right. And I think that's all you need to do. You know, um, it's perfectly reasonable to say, you know, I will not be talked to that way. Period. You don't need to set a boundary and then set it on fire. Well, and let everyone, you know, if you have a boundary, like, that is reasonable, which something like that's reasonable. You don't need to sit there and debate the whole thing. No. At all. No, you're the parent. You can have boundaries. Yeah. And they should only be about your kids or how you're being treated. Yeah. You know, like a boundary might be like, hey, I'm not okay with you walking into my front door anymore. Right. Maybe that was okay once when we were newly divorced and before we had moved on. You know, but now if you're with somebody and you're growing a family and, you know, it's like, hey. Or you're not. It's no longer appropriate for you to walk in the house. You need to knock. Period. And put your pants on next time. (laughs) We don't need to go into why, like, I might be upstairs humping my new or giving him a blowjob. Like, you don't need to explain why you don't want your ex walking (laughs) in your house. I'm just saying. Just saying. She's always just saying. Um. So... That is how I set boundaries, and hey, this Scotty. chair is driving me crazy. People, we are oh, each other. my God. Um, how do you set – do you set boundaries kind of the same way? You just put expectations out there? Um, yeah, or I think that we have both set boundaries little by little by little um, by letting go, and we both kind of do it by setting tones. You know, like so you guys don't just come out and say things. You guys more like tiptoe. If there no, if there are things you that guys need do to be dance. said, we do. Um, yeah, but we, I think we've both learned that we just don't give these long winded things anymore. You know, we don't have these big long conversations and go into our feelings about things. And that that was quite a while ago, and now it's made it to where if we do need to talk about a situation, it doesn't have to look like just totally black and white and people that hate each other trying to communicate, we can have a very simple, civil conversation. You can laugh at stuff. and Yeah, lots of emojis. And it doesn't, no, usually the emojis, if you see that, like on my text with my ex is with my son using her phone. You know what I mean? It's mm. not like we're sending each other like. like Eggplant. Eggplants or hearts or kissy faces or something like that would be that would come from a kid, like you know what I mean. But it can be a simple conversation without, you know, taking it so much further that you're like, okay, I'm going to end this conversation now. I'll talk to you later. You know, um, it can just be quick, you know, back and forth, a couple things like, you know, about the kids, and then it's done. It doesn't need like some intro, some beginning, and some ending to it. It can be a quick, easy, you know, conversation, and you're not like, man, I. They were so abrasive or they were so dry and, you know, so mean about that. It's just like, it is what it is. You get the communication done and it's over, you know? So you guys just create boundaries that way. Yeah. I I mean, well, that boundary I think has been created for a long time now. But communicating just small little things over time, I -hmm. think, set the boundaries to get it to where we can just co-parent now. It's just easy. Nice. Okay. Um, 
Well, the goal of setting boundaries with a difficult bio parent is kind of the same as why, but I think a step further is just peace, right? Like the goal of creating boundaries is so you can have a path of the most peaceful communication line as possible. I think that is the goal. Like nobody wants negative, like nobody wants to live. Well, that's not true. Some people feed off negativity and drama, but I think, and so those people probably don't love boundaries. The, The people who feed off the negativity and drama and really enjoy that and enjoy creating it, living in it, not your boundary people. And I'm sorry if you're married to someone like, or were. or were married to someone like that, or married to someone like that, who you have to live with their co-parenting nightmare every day of your life. Right. Yeah, that um, can get exhausting. So I think the goal of setting boundaries is just to have <laughs> as unemotional, level, peaceful communication you can have. Right. That would be my, yep. what, is same? I totally agree. All right. Um, and we're going to close out with, so I'm not, I don't even want to read this because I think base, I think that the other party will know if, even if I read it. So I'm just going to get to the point of it. Do both parties listen? Both parties are involved in some way. Okay. So I just don't want to cause any issues. Okay. So basically the upshot, she wrote me or he now I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. It's a shim. It's a shim. Um, wrote me asking for anonym- anonymity. So basically, this person has kids. And this person has been a single parent before getting remarried. Okay. And so this person, I'm not even going to say if it's a boy or a girl. So this person has always had their, we'll say dad. This person's always had their dad. <laughs> so it's a mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the mom. So this person's mom has always helped out with the kids. Okay. It's just because single parent, like, always been in the kids' lives, stepping in and stepping up. And now with that we're in this era that we're in with kids being home. Yeah. And the homeschooling. And this person having to work, you know, the the mom, the grandparent is still is stepping up in a big way for her or his kids. Okay. Does that make sense? Are you yeah. with me? Yeah. Yeah. So then the spouse who also has kids mm-hmm. is jealous of how much this grandparent is helping his wife or her husband. S- yeah. Yes, the, the one set of children in the home. But now, not, it's but been not, offered. But not helping the other set? Well, it's natural, right, for grandparents just to jump in with their own grandchildren. The offer has been extended to help the other set of kids. Okay. But pride yeah. has gotten in the way to where that's been declined. Oh, well, that's on you then. Help has been declined, but there's still that, like, jealousy there that this grandparent no. you is know what? really if gran- helping If grandma out. and grandpa want to come in and they want to help the household, that's great. Now, if grandma and grandpa come in and they only want to help one set of kids or one kid, that's where, as parents, you kind of draw that line and be like, look, we're a family. 
we're trying to get through this together, not just one or two of us get through this. Um, now grandparents came in and, um, mom or dad, whoever sees need for help and accepts the help. And this was extended to the other parent and the other children as well. You know, like that's very nice. Now if pride's getting in the way of that. Well, that's kind of on you. Right. Well, and I think it's like the pride. And then this person says, that their spouse is mad and frustrated at me that I have help and they don't. Well, they had they it was offered to them too, though, right? So you can't be mad at something. That's like you getting a piece of cake and they offered me one, but I said no, and then I'm mad at you for eating your piece of cake. This like, happens a lot. Yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like, it doesn't like, logically make sense, but I think but emotions it, aren't logical, right? Right. So, so I'm sure this other parent's feeling, I think it's displaced anger so from maybe, not okay. jealousy. So I think, here's what needs I think to happen that they're just if, tired. So what needs to happen then is maybe this, maybe the other spouse that declined the mm-hmm. help, um, maybe they need to allow the help now. And maybe the other parent, if that's the one listening, needs to revisit that, you know, talk to their parents and be like, are you still willing to help, you know, little Freddie Jr.? And if, and if they are, then be like, okay, I'm going to talk to big Freddie Sr. <laughs> and big Freddie. Yeah. And see if this is okay, because now maybe things have gotten tougher. Maybe, maybe big Freddie thought he was going to make it through this. All right. And he was going to, you know, be the husband and the father that took care of everything. And He's just realizing, like, I I do need help. Like, it's not going the way that I'm planning, mm-hmm. and I do need help now. So now if his wife, Miss Jane, Miss Jane Doe, decides or is listening to this, maybe she talks to Big Freddie Sr. And, 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 and says, hey, listen, the offer's still on the table. I know that we're struggling with this. I know that, you know, little Freddie Jr. could have you know, could really use this because little Billy is getting this and it's, and it's working out well. I thought it was little Freddie. No, little Freddie is Freddie's <laughs> I'm so confused right now. That's how you started the story. So I'm just oh, keeping up the, okay. You know what I mean? So, so the mom, Miss Jane needs to talk to big Freddie and be like, Hey, the offer still stands. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with this? Because I think that there's a lot of issues between, me eating cake and you not having any, and I know you would like some cake, and Grandma and Grandpa still want to give you some cake. Yeah, for you and Little Freddie Junior. Yeah, I think that that's a conversation that needs to be had, but I think that also it's a symptom of a different problem. I don't. I think it's misplaced, like this jealousy or this frustration. I don't even think it's necessarily that the grandparent has stepped in for these kids for her own biological grandkids. I think that either there's an expectation that the spouse has that it's all handled in home, regardless of how tough times get. It's either that there's something there's something else going on here, and I think that that's where the conversation needs to start. Like, you know, do you is it re, is your expectation really that this all happens in our home and we 
deal with our kids without any outside help. Yeah, and we don't want to take the easy way out. And, and if that's yeah. then that's a conversation, and that might be your carte blanche thing at the like we said at the top of the show, you know, bio parents have carte blanche, and so if you feel like it's in your kid's best interest because you're working full time and you need help homeschooling. <laughs> and you're fucking going crazy. Oh my gosh, there she goes again, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I think that there has to be like, you know, some grace extended there. And you do have carte blanche, unfortunately. And this is... But have that conversation. Have that conversation. And also, I think that this spout, the, the parent who's getting help needs to that's, acknowledge that's Mary. the... What? Oh, that, or, sorry, yeah, that's Mary. Jane. Jane. Mary Jane Doe. <laughs> if, okay, so Jane... I think Jane needs to acknowledge Freddie, Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Freddie. Big Freddie Daddy. Yes. I think Jane needs to acknowledge and really just acknowledge that this is really hard for whatever reason. Like, I see that you're frustrated. I see that you're upset. I don't know if it's jealousy, and but I want a, to acknowledge. Don't take offense to it. Oh, we lost Instagram. Bye, you guys. Yeah. Peace. But I think that it's important to, if your spouse is having strong feelings about something, I think that you need to acknowledge the feelings before you can move on from them. Because I think that feelings create walls. And before you can move on in a situation, I think that whether their right, feelings aren't right or wrong, they're just feelings. And I think that somebody just wants to be seen and heard. So if you can acknowledge your spouse's feelings and they feel like, wow, you see me, then you can move on from that. Right. And like so you, I'd also try that too. Well, and like you had said, you know, they uh, there's probably underlying stuff there, you know, so just talk about it. Yeah. And then, you know, be consistent and offer and, you know, say, well, anytime, you know, grandpa, grandma are, are willing to but help. also listen, so. listen out to Big Freddy, Daddy whatever you call him, um, <laughs> listen to him and see what his reasoning reasoning is that, or, or does he truly just not care? Which doesn't sound like that's the case, but maybe he's like, you know what? Like, it's fine that, you know, yeah. little Freddie's not getting this treatment, but little Billy is, and that's just okay. Well, and pride, and, and also, I mean, if it's just a super, it's, if it's a pride thing that's dumb, and then just steamroll that shit. Because Boom. pride is a nasty thing, and it causes a lot of problems. And um, so if it's just, you know, this person's being prideful, and his his or her kids are going to suffer from that, then that's his cross to bear, and you really can't. You got too much going on, right? right. You got work. You got your kids. You got homeschool. You got grocery shopping with gloves and masks and sanitizing everything and in the middle of ghost towns. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that right now is an edgy time for everyone. So um, that's kind of what we have to say on that. If you need more, if we did not give you what you were looking for, <laughs> you can always continue to write and we can continue writing back yeah. and forth to and, you. And so. like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, um, let's do something live this weekend. And if you guys have topics ahead of time, you're like, hey, I'm going to call in or not call in. I'm going to write in and I want to talk about this. Let us know ahead of time and we can get prepared. And that will be some of our first topics. And then 
Um, as people chime in, we will pick up topics and continue on conversations. Yeah. We'll be silly. We'll have fun. Julie will probably cuss a lot. And I don't know. Are we wearing pajamas? I don't know. Where are we doing this? <laughs> I don't know where we're doing this. And right in. Let us know where we're going to film this from. <laughs> oh, gosh. Our swing. <laughs> what? Oh, we the, own oh. a swing. Oh, you own a swing. It's never been out of the box. Yeah. But we own a swing. From birth. From birth. It was, what was it? A, it was a, pre- it was a, uh, <laughs> bachelorette party, bachelorette thing. party present. Um, we also, you guys are doing Instagram live stuff more and more. Um, so if you don't jo- if you haven't joined us on Instagram yet, you can find us. It's blended underscore life. Um, join us on Instagram. Um, the kids are going to be jumping on Instagram live here and there doing different things. Yeah. And then, um, we're also been walking in the afternoons sometimes, um, so we walk with you guys and we talk about whatever. So join us on Instagram Live. Um, connect with us on Facebook, all the different ways. Join our support group on Facebook if you guys want. It's, you know, just a community of people like us yeah. who don't know what the shit they're doing. Yeah. So, so thank you guys. Yeah, you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Give us that thumbs up, that like. Leave a... Uh, Leave reviews if you guys don't mind. Reviews help Good us. reviews. Yeah, good reviews. Not don't, this weird. <laughs> don't be like Julie's a sailor. Yeah. Well, we, we already know, know this. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate you guys, and we look forward to hanging out with you this weekend. We should have given a time and a date. No, let's be sporadic. If you guys have a time and a date for us, if Saturday <laughs> or Sunday works better and what, kind of what your schedule is looking like, let us know. We'll try to plan around it. Maybe we'll be in bed with you guys. Oh, my gosh. We might. I don't know how we're going to do this. I got to have a really long cord. Oh, you have a long cord, baby. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you this weekend. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.